Folks have said that you can't fix stupid, so if you can't fix it, you may as well make fun of it. I'm Eric Lane, and this is my stupid world. Given a piece of my mind to so many people, it's a wonder I've still got a mind left. So if you find leftovers appetizing, there's plenty of them to go around. It's the perfect diet if you're going insane from everything going on in this stupid world. And it's created using Anchor. Anchor makes recording and sharing audio as simple as talking on the phone. Whether you're capturing your own voice, taking call-ins from listeners, conducting remote interviews with anyone, or broadcasting full-length songs from Apple Music or Spotify, find out more at anchor.fm. Everyone's talking about the coronavirus now. Even the president is having his presidential moments to talk about the coronavirus. Everyone's buying face masks. In fact, you know, I live in central Pennsylvania and we're seeing a shortage of face masks in northeast Pennsylvania up in the Poconos because people are buying up face masks. Okay, now let's understand one thing. You really don't need a face mask if you don't have the disease. You see, the face masks are meant if you got something that you don't want others to catch. Okay, that's the first thing we have to understand. But that's just the tip of the iceberg. Okay, some of these stories um, that I'm, I enjoy talking about here on My Stupid World, some I have used on my radio shows and others, well, let's just say you're getting some bonus material. But this, I've actually seen this shared on social media. The Centers for Disease Control have issued, um, well, a little graphic about facial hair for guys. Okay? No, you don't need to shave your mutton chops or Fu Manchu to stay safe from the coronavirus. Yeah, I know facial hair for guys nowadays is totally sweet. I've seen more guys with beards that I can shake a stick at. And, you know, it's it's the new thing, I guess. It's like I've gone back to the 1890s all of a sudden. But it's is it worth getting swept up in a global pandemic? Well, you might not necessarily need to grab your razor just yet. Uh, there were tons of reports that the CDC had put out this warning about how your facial hair uh, might put you at risk for catching coronavirus. And there was even a infographic with 36 different facial hairstyles to show which are and which are not at risk. Now, the idea was that you need to make sure all your facial hair fits under a mask or respirator. Otherwise, the virus could get stuck in your exposed hairs. Now, some of the facial hairstyles the CDC said were fine. Of course, clean shaven, the soul patch and the Zorro. And some styles that would put you at risk are the stubble, the ZZ top beards, mutton chops, the Fu Manchu, and the dolly. But the whole thing, well, actually had absolutely nothing to do with the current coronavirus outbreak. It was a chart from the CDC's section on workplace safety for people who need to wear masks and respirators to work. And oh, did I also mention it's been on their website since 2017. Apparently, the CDC does not recommend wearing masks or respirators to avoid the coronavirus 
unless, of course, you need one for work. And now, and the new thing is, people are are taking pictures of the ingredients on their Lysol can, showing that it does kill human coronavirus. Well, that is true and not true, because there are many different strains of the coronavirus, you see. And I'm pretty sure that the Lysol probably doesn't work that well on the COVID-19 strain. Well, at any rate, then there is this story, okay? And it's, you know, the question I'm sure that's on everyone's minds. Can you catch coronavirus from someone's farts? True story. If you're really stocking up on your doomsday bunker in case this coronavirus thing is really taking a bad turn, I wouldn't include any beans in the supply closet. Believe it or not. And you might find this to be a bit outstanding. You can catch coronavirus from somebody's farts. If they have the virus and they, well, let's just say if they flatulate, that could put you at risk. Health officials in Beijing have confirmed, yes, it is possible. But fortunately, not very likely for two reasons. Number one, well, you have to get a really good, close sniff. And I don't see a lot of us adopting canine behavior. Number two, the person would have to be um, naked from the waist down because the pants and underwear kind of filters it. And I don't see that really happening either. So I think we're okay. Okay, well, speaking of um, noises coming from <laughs> the the hindquarters, um, there's this story. A woman fires a gun into a Taco Bell over not getting what she ordered, and she could get life in prison. True story. Happened in Flint, Michigan. Now, you know, if I order a nachos bel grande and i accidentally get nachos supreme <laughs> i swear somebody will pay dearly there's a 33 year old woman her name is Brittany felton she's in flint michigan and earlier this month she went through a taco bell drive through first off at about two o'clock in the morning and second of all the employees got her order wrong and well she did not go quietly she was very upset over not getting what she ordered. So she takes out her purple, purple, mind you, handgun and fires off a shot into the building. The county prosecutor says, and I quote, apparently she wanted her tacos or her chalupas or whatever. Fortunately, nobody was hurt. The cops tracked her down. She was arrested on two felony counts, felony counts, mind you, assault with an intent to murder and a firearms usage. I think she should have gotten a misdemeanor for carrying a purple gun in the first place. Oh, and she's facing a maximum sentence of life in prison. Folks, these charges are very serious, but it probably doesn't really matter. I mean, you know, if she went to a Taco Bell at 2 a.m., then her life is already in shambles. I mean, people are used to hearing loud blasting noises in Taco Bell anyway. But the thing is, those sounds are usually coming from the bathroom stall. Oh, well. Now, from this to parenting, apparently this girl with the purple handgun probably didn't have 
a good experience with their parents. I don't know. But do you think you're a better parent than your parents? 76% of us think we do. A lot of grandparents probably are rolling their eyes. But this survey is asking 2,000 people with school-age kids if they have been better at parenting than their parents. And the vast majority said they were. 76% of the parents today think that they're better at it than their mom and dad were. And around the same number think it's also harder then than it was, uh, it was harder then than, than, than it was then or now. I guess our parents must have really sucked at it. I mean, according to the survey, the top five old school parenting techniques we have decided not to incorporate into our own parenting. Number one was spanking. 46% said something they won't do. Strict bedtimes. 41% said they wouldn't do it. uh, 39% said making their kids eat everything on their plate. Apparently making a happy plate isn't such a big deal anymore. Or uh, 36% said if the kids misbehave, they give them alone time. That's right. They they won't be doing that. Um, And then there is uh, making them go to their room. 35% would do that. Maybe I guess it's it's probably not really punishment now they got computers and tablets and cell phones. A few more that just missed the top five were the timeouts, leaving them at home alone and telling them, you're grounded. Hmm. Yes. Okay. Well, I don't know. Um, Yeah. Uh, I, I guess maybe it was, you know, a lot harder back when my parents were... You know, my parents didn't have to worry about me contending to play with my smartphone if they sent me to my bedroom. No, I remember a time that my mom sent me to my room and she says, sit on the bed, no music, no TV, no nothing. You sit in there. And she kept hearing something that she thought was the TV coming from my room. And so she was coming in ready to really give it to me, only to find out I was basically conducting my own little morning show with my hands And I was talking to myself and putting on a great show. So there you have it, folks. I was just entertaining myself. (laughs) And well, anyway, well, um, here's something people are doing that is really not recommended. All in the name of, um, well, I'll put the term good health in quotes. Apparently, people are now giving themselves do-it-yourself transplants, um, fecal transplants involving poop donations, and a blender. If you're not familiar with this, let me just enlighten you, okay? Fecal transplants. Now, I have heard of this. Doctors put actual feces from a healthy person into a sick person's intestinal tract to get some good bacteria started in their gut. Now, I've had, I've experienced salmonella, not voluntarily, And I understand the importance of probiotics, okay? But this procedure could treat some diseases, but it is risky involving, or it's risky inviting all that bacteria from somebody else's poop into your body. So because of that, the FDA, well, they are not really giving it their stamp of approval quite yet. But look, folks, this is 2020. Who needs to listen to the FDA, the government, or doctors when we've got access to billions of amateur doctors all over the Internet, for crying out loud, right? So apparently, people have started giving themselves DYI fecal transplants at home. It involves getting a healthy person. This is the weirdest part. Getting a healthy person to donate their poop to you. 
I can just imagine how that's going to go. Hey, Charlie, uh, been having kind of some cramping in the, in my, you know, and wonder know if have you gone number two yet? Yeah, have you have you had? Could you scoop me up a sample? <laughs> wow. But then then they ruin a perfectly good blender. They put it in a blender. And then, I don't know whether they use a turkey baster. I don't know. They inject it into themselves enema style. <laughs> I am not making this up, folks. A report says people have been trying to do it to treat all kinds of conditions, from Lyme disease to bipolar disorder. Is it safe? Of course it's not safe. Should you do it? Well, if I've got to answer that question, your problem is a lot greater than listening to my podcast. But yet, do you think people are still going to try to do it? Of course they are. It's because we're in a big, stupid world. That's why. <laughs> oh, well, here's a guy. You may have even seen this. He sets his hospital bed on fire to get the nurse's attention. Okay, look, I guess sometimes if you're stuck in a hospital bed, that nurse call button just isn't fast enough. There's this 75-year-old guy. His name is John King. He was in a hospital in Florida, of course, little town called New, New Smyrna Beach. He was in there for a respiratory failure. And he felt like the nurses were really ignoring him when he asked them to bring him his clothes. So he decided to really get their attention by lighting his hospital bed on fire. Now he, and, and, and that, of course, obviously got the nurses' attention, mainly when the 84-year-old guy who John was sharing the hospital room with started yelling to them, the mother effer in here lit his bed on fire. I can't breathe. Fortunately, one of the nurses put out the fire with the fire extinguisher and nobody was hurt, but the bed was pretty much destroyed. The staff caught John trying to escape on the elevator and held him until the cops got there and he got himself arrested for felony arson. Look, I guess when you when you get in bed with this guy, it's hot in the sheets, but surprisingly... I mean that literally. <laughs> you know, I bet this guy is a big Matt Natheson fan. You know, this bed is on fire with passionate love. Oh, geez, I don't know. I, anyway, well, here's a woman who got herself arrested after driving topless while giving her boyfriend sexual favors on his birthday. Oh, that I just love that title. I'm sure we do go a little overboard with birthdays sometimes, right? I mean... Maybe remember when just getting a nice card was all you needed to do. But no, not if you're a 23 year old woman living again in Florida. She crashed her car this month. She was topless and she was trying to give her boyfriend sexual favors on his birthday while driving. Now, I'm not sure how this really works, but the arrest report says she was driving while providing him with, quote, manual and oral stimulation. Now, they were arguing next to their wrecked Toyota when the cops showed up, and she started slapping her boyfriend when he told her to calm down. Of course, you never tell a woman to calm down. She told the cops she was topless when the crash happened because she, quote, wanted to look sexy for him on his birthday. They arrested the boyfriend for resisting arrest after he refused to cooperate and wouldn't stop fighting with her. And now she's facing charges for battery and disorderly conduct. I'm surprised he was driving a Toyota, frankly, based on the activity going on inside the car. I thought for sure it would have been a Hummer, you know. <laughs> I mean, she, 
she must have really been flapping her mouth, you know. And then the argument and car crash happened. I mean, after this incident, I would say, I would think maybe the, the car needs a good nickname. You know, I'm going to go with late 1990s Oval Office. You know what I'm saying? Well, not very good etiquette, especially if you're driving in public. I would know where you'd be driving in private, though. But here is some etiquette rules, just for comparison, that kids had to know back in the 16th century. Okay, and this is from the National Library of Great Britain. Britain's National Library has got this etiquette book from the 1400s. It lists a whole bunch of dinner table rules that kids were expected to follow. Now, my youngest son, actually both of my sons, attend a private, had, went to a private Christian school. And part of the things that they do, they go to a country club and they have a person come and school them on proper dinner manners. How to scoop the soup out of the bowl properly and how not to ask somebody, uh, are you going to finish that pickle? Okay? So how could your kid hack it in 15th century England? Well, I'll give, me, I'll give you six rules the kids had to be able to follow at the dinner table. The first one, this, these are absolutely, completely real, just to let you know how things were back then. Number one, don't pick your ears and nose at dinner. I would think this would hopefully still apply in 2020. Another one, no spitting at the table. Yeah, also a good one. Um, don't burp like you had a bean in your throat. Huh? Okay. Uh, number four, don't pick your teeth with your knife. Well, I guess toothpicks are a little more accessible now than they were then. Another one was don't be greedy with the cheese. Now, the modern equivalent might be like don't hog all the mashed potatoes. And finally, don't laugh, grin, or talk too much. In other words, just shut up and stop screwing around. Nothing really has changed that much, you know? I mean, just maybe the way we say it. Well, this guy's table manners weren't exactly very well. He gets himself arrested for going table to table at IHOP at 3 o'clock in the morning, offering to show people his junk. And I'm not talking about antiques. Well, it might have been an antique. I don't know. But again, this was in Florida. Something sketchy happening at this IHOP at three in the morning. And of course, in equally surprising news, water's wet. It was in Clearwater where the cops there got a call from the IHOP at 3 a.m. Uh, from this 20, about this 24-year-old guy named Alan Ibanez. No word whether he plays guitar. But apparently he was walking into this IHOP and he starts going table to table, offering to show people his junk. And he wouldn't leave when the staff asked him to do so. So then he was arrested for disorderly conduct. Now, he was in jail for 11 hours before the cops let him go. And then two hours later, he was busted for stealing two donuts from a gas station. He ate one. And then he tried to use the other one to bribe the cops because, uh, oh, cops love donuts, you know. <laughs> of course, he was arrested for theft. And, oh, he's still in jail, by the way. I mean, I really kind of feel sorry for the customers in this scenario. I mean, they must have really regretted ordering the breakfast sausage. I mean, at least this happened at three in the morning because... Chances are most customers were so drunk they didn't even notice. You know? <laughs> and this is pretty easily the most offensive thing to happen at a breakfast spot since Denny's invited the Grand Slam. You know what I'm saying? Anyway, I would not follow that guy's lead. And please don't do this. There, 
This is another crazy thing, kind of like the fecal injections. Doctors are warning people not to follow this internet cure for hemorrhoids. It involves potatoes. Okay, this is another genius health tip from the internet that's forcing doctors to intervene. Apparently, there's this supposed home remedy that works with hemorrhoids that's been going around the interwebs of late. And it involves inserting a slice of a peeled raw potato into yourself back there for 30 seconds. Doctors are warning people, don't do that. Because of all the possible negative side effects of shoving food up there where the sun don't shine. And here's one. And the odd thing is, this has been a conversation around our house because my mother-in-law has this little yippy Shih Tzu Poodle Mix dog. Okay. And of course, the dog is an inside dog, which means we've got to go outside when the dog wants to go outside and do its business. And I was just thinking, can we just, you know, put a, a, a long line out there and just hook the dog to a leash or let the dog do it? But no, they were concerned that they don't want to leave the dog alone outside because we have a lot of hawks and eagles that fly by and they don't want them to be snatched. Now, I've never heard of any dogs being carried away by, you know, a flying predator. Until now. And this happened actually in Allegheny County, Pennsylvania, down by Pittsburgh, where um, this family was finally got reunited for, with their dog 28 hours after their toy poodle was carried off by a hawk. Now, it was Deborah uh, Fashion of Whitehall in near the Pittsburgh suburb. She said her 16 year old dog, Portia, Oh, by the way, the dog is deaf and blind, which probably contributed to the problem. Got snatched up from the home's upper back deck on uh, this one particular day. When And Fashion said that she gathered a group of friends and searched the area long into the night. There were no signs of the toy poodle or the bird of prey that grabbed her. Fashion said that she was shocked to receive a phone call the next afternoon from the pet hospital saying they had her dog. The animal hospital said Portia had been found by a neighbor about four blocks from her home. The dog was cold and lethargic, but believe it or not, had no broken bones. I guess from now on, now she won't let the dog out of the house without a ball and chain. <laughs> I mean, glad the pooch made it back to earth. I mean, man, you know, talk about it raining cats and dogs. That's kind of a whole new concept. And then here is a, this this is another crazy fast food story. Uh, not quite as crazy as the Taco Bell one, but a McDonald's worker gets punched by a customer over a free cup of water. That's right. The worker was assaulted during this bizarre interaction. A female employee gets struck by the customer who was not happy over being offered a free cup of water. The second female employee was reportedly hit when she had tried to intervene. Now, the incident happened at a McDonald's in Midtown, Tennessee. It's a 44-year-old suspect came and approached the counter at this McDonald's um, and asked for a cup of water. The cashier informed the man the cup would normally cost 32 cents, but since the system was down, she offered the cup for free. At this point, the suspect reportedly got upset and attempted to give the employee a $100 bill. After she returned it and wouldn't accept it, he reportedly began to hit her in the face, knocking her to the ground. When another employee tried to come in and intervene, the suspect struck her as well. According to the store, he threw a cookie container at the cashier, although it didn't hit her. 
Then he left the restaurant. Police later arrested the man and charged him with two counts of assault and possession of drug paraphernalia. <laughs> there you go. It's kind of a switch. Usually a, for a McDonald customer to get that angry, they'd have to first eat the food. You know, I mean, I'm kind of confused with this here. Usually the ones who get punched out of the McDonald's are the health inspectors. But that's just ridiculous. And then here's the story of the New York State students who buy a plane ticket to score some fast food at a Chick-fil-A. See, I would do this. It's a group of kids that were craving Chick-fil-A so bad they concocted a scheme that involved buying an airline ticket without boarding a plane. Vincent Petrino, he's a senior at uh, Rensselaer Polytechnic Institute in Troy, New York, which is just right above the the state line in Pennsylvania, just a little north of uh, PA. He and his cross-country track and field team They had a week off from the competitions. They wanted to buy some Chick-fil-A for the team lunch. So the group discovered the nearest Chick-fil-A was an hour and a half away from school. But they discovered the fast food eatery had a location inside the Albany International Airport. So the team members each chipped in about $5.50 to buy Petrino a $98 one-way airline ticket to Fort Lauderdale, Florida, which was the cheapest ticket they could possibly find that would depart from Albany. So Petrino then used the ticket to go through airport security to get the Chick-fil-A, where then he ordered $227.28 worth of food, including 15 sandwiches, 15 large fries, 13 orders of 12-piece nuggets, a bag of cookies, and a lemonade. And he had better have gotten some of that Chick-fil-A dippy sauce, okay? Petrino then left the airport and served lunch to his teammates. Let me guess. Vince Petrino is a business major? (laughs) I mean, when he left the airport, when he left the airport, the TSA had to pat down every individual sandwich. You know how that worked, you know? Boy, oh boy. So, um, and, and here's something that should not have happened in Wisconsin. Arkansas, West Virginia, Mississippi, Alabama, maybe. But police in Waukesha, Wisconsin, got a call that a woman was performing a spiritual ritual on a dead possum in the middle of the road at an intersection of Springdale and Blue Mount. So the woman, who apparently had gotten stopped, got out of her car, seized the possum, threw goldfish and windshield washer fluid on the dead animal, according to what the dispatcher said. The woman then pulled a Green Bay Packers lawn chair out of her car and yelled, Repent! at the dead possum. (laughs) The the caller, who had been following the woman's vehicle before the incident, said the driver's behavior was erratic, according to the police log. I would think so. I think the most erratic thing was the Green Bay Packers lawn chair. The possum was then removed from the roadway. I'm glad they removed the possum from the road, but wouldn't it have been better to just remove the nut job woman? I don't know. Hey, if the possum wasn't really dead already, I'm pretty sure the goldfish and the windshield washer fluid probably would have done the trick. Anyway, so well, from Wisconsin to Michigan, where a man, a real pocket fool, tries to avoid arrest on drug charges by trotting out the theory of relativity and telling the cops the dope belonged to his cousin, whose pants he just happened to be wearing. Now, the man, we didn't get his name released, got stopped by the cops. He was riding his bicycle the wrong way down a one-way street in 
in town. So the 39-year-old said he didn't realize he'd broken any laws and identified himself to the officers. They searched him and turned up two folded lottery tickets containing small amounts of heroin and fentanyl. Asked about the controlled substance, the man said, I had no idea they were there. It must be my cousins because I borrowed his pants and didn't check his pockets. By the way, he was also carrying $311 in small bills for what it's worth. Okay. Now, I absolutely just hate it, you know, whenever you borrow pants from your cousin and they're full of heroin and fentanyl. You know, it's so frustrating. You know what I'm saying? I mean, really? I mean, his pants are also pretty dirty. I mean, since this incident occurred in Detroit, let's just be happy that he was actually wearing pants in the first place, okay? And since the town is kind of close to Detroit, I get why this guy had, you know, hardcore narcotics. I mean, how else are you supposed to make it through the Pistons and the Red Wings games, for crying out loud, you know? And then there's a rather odd stench coming from Delaware County, Pennsylvania, where the residents have all smelt it, but they have no idea who dealt it. I don't think it has anything to do with coronavirus farts. But people in the country, and they are in the county, it's just outside Philadelphia, by the way, completely baffled by what's been causing this uh, fuel-like smell that's been filling the air for several months. Some folks have been wondering whether it may be coming from a nearby creek or from sewage. A lot of agencies in Pennsylvania, New Jersey, Delaware, they've actually combed their, the, the area, combining resources to create now what they call, this is a real thing, the Odor Investigation Task Force to find out the source of the smell. Now, you would think after this long, they'd just kind of get used to it. You know, it's got to be coming from the creek or maybe a backed up store. But still, now they have now, of course, and who's going to pay the taxes for, for that organization? They'll find a way in Pennsylvania. I know that. Finally, this was just the best. This was absolutely the best. And this is a true story. And I've got audio to back this up. And, of course, it comes from Florida, where a 51-year-old guy named Rick Lee Miller Sounds like a good country music artist, right? And now Rick Lee Miller in a brand new... Well, he got himself arrested the other day. After somebody complained, he was blasting his country music at 4.30 in the morning. Now, he threatened to shoot the cops. He didn't have a gun. They actually found a gun in his waistband, along with five knives. Oh, and it turned out he'd been hitting the moonshine. They ended up having to tase the guy. The whole thing is on the video. And, of course, I've got the link in the show notes. You can check it out. Is that a gun you got on you? I'll draw on you and kill you right here, You son of a Hey, do me a favor. We just want you to turn the radio down. That's it. Will you do that? Yes, sir. I'll put a bullet in Just, man. need a gun. Man, turn the radio down. You get shoot me. Because I'm ready to go to heaven. And you won't come with me. Nah, just just go back in the house, okay? Get on the ground. Get down. Put your hands on your back. I want all your names. Stop. Stop. Protect my cowboy hat. Am I going to jail? Yes, One of the highlights, though, is they're cuffing the guy. And he keeps telling him, hey, 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 be, be careful with the cowboy hat. Be careful with the cowboy hat. Which means, uh, you know, it's a per- oh, look, we got a guy named Rick Lee Miller. It's, he's listening to country music. I, I think he should record a country album, you know. And then let's just go in and make a movie out of the whole thing. A brand new movie. Protect my cowboy hat.
That's right. Getting arrested for being high on homemade hooch has its benefits. They're already making a movie out of the guy's story. This weekend. I want all your names. A new movie. A classic western. Protect my cowboy hat. Protect my cowboy hat. One critic says not since John Wayne has a screen been filled with such true grit. I'll draw on you and kill you, you son of a b- Quentin Tarantino says, get me this guy's number. I'll put a bullet in Just a man. I don't need a gun. Another critic says, don't tase him, bro. The dramatic performance by Rick Lee Miller. Because I'm ready to go to heaven. Will make you believe. And. That he's ready to go to heaven. You will come with me. But not without that hat. Protect my cowboy hat. Protect my cowboy hat. Am I going to jail? Now showing. Especially if you live in Florida. Well, I guess that's about all the stupidity we can come up with for the week. But I can leave you with a good thought for the week. Technically, all the money that you've spent on food has been flushed down the toilet. Take that one to the bank. And I'll be busy collecting more stupidity for the next podcast episode. There is really nothing that is off limits that I would not talk about. So if you're insane enough to ask, I'm insane enough to reply. So if you have questions, suggestions, or recommendations about something, or maybe a guest that maybe you would like to hear from, maybe it could be you that would like to be a guest I could interview uh, for an upcoming podcast, then just uh, simply email me at shoutout at insaneericlane.com. That's insane, E-R-I-K-L-A-N-E.com. Or just send me a message. Uh, You can do that from whatever podcast platform you are listening to, or just go to podcast.insaneericlane.com. They're at our Anchor Podcast Network page. Uh, There's a pretty good chance that um, I'll feature it in a future podcast. So, Oh, and uh, don't forget to follow and interact with me on Facebook and Twitter also at Insane Eric Lane. And of course, it would really rock if you actually subscribe to the podcast and then share it with everybody in your stupid world. Thanks for sticking it out through my stupid world. And if you're feeling a bit crazy, I hope you'll follow me on Facebook or Twitter at Insane Eric Lane and visit InsaneEricLane.com. And if you're feeling a bit insane and want to make your own podcast, you can do it with Anchor, the easiest way to make a podcast ever. The only platform where you can publish to major podcast outlets like Apple Podcasts and Google Play Music with a single tap of a button on your phone. Whether you're capturing your own voice, taking call-ins from listeners, conducting remote interviews with anyone, or broadcasting full-length songs from Apple Music or Spotify. Available today for iOS and Android, and it's 100% free, entirely mobile, and so easy to use that literally anyone can make a podcast, even me. Find out more at anchor.fm.